High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Student loans, well, uh, why shouldn't student loans, students pay for their education? Taxpayers do enough. Well, uh, this is a tax story. It's so funny that everything, everyone nowadays thinks they should get everything for free, healthcare, college. It's hilarious that all these snowflakes believe they're owed everything for free. I think the point about this is that we are giving people ideas that they must go to college in order literally to survive. Therefore, they're sold a pop. They then go to college, do degrees that are meaningless, and then they're asked to pay for them. We probably should, uh, if we shut down half of the third-level institutes, shut down half the number of students in third level and did what the Germans and everybody else does is actually have people doing stuff that they can ultimately earn a living from, we'd be far better off. You cannot saddle people with debt for the rest of their, effectively, the rest of their lives. Now, I'm sure and it wasn't meant as a neat segue, but I'm sure in Washington, D.C., Michael Graham is also wondering why did he pay all that money to go to that hairy-wary university <laughs> in Southern California, Southern Nash, wherever the hell it was, South Carolina. I am a, a graduate of Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and there is no amount of money that I could have spent that would have been worth it. If they'd given me the education for free, it would not have been worth it. <laughs> and uh, that's the question that nobody asks in this. First of all, let's start with the idiocy. Everyone should go to college. You mentioned the German system, which I admire. America has the idiotic everyone should go to college system. President Obama spent eight years pushing people to go to college, urging them to go to college, saying give away lots of loans and get them into college. And now we have a massive $1.3 trillion dollar student loan debt and a record number of people who are behind on their student loans. And since they owe the money to the government and since the colleges push this system, they fixed the law. One of the few kinds of debt you can't declare bankruptcy on is student loan debt. They are going to collect from you no matter what. This is, this is I love the liberal compassion of this. Of course, the liberal compassion results in Elizabeth Warren, when she was a law professor, getting paid three hundred thousand dollars a year to teach one class george one class at harvard liberals love everyone go to college because they work in the jobs that get the money and they're not worried about paying it back and nobody asks the question what is your degree worth you had the caller on earlier i was listening by the inter interwebs and she was talking about i'm gonna be paying this off for 25 years well ask well was it worth it what, tell me what you learned that was worth spending part of your income for fun, for 25 years to put into your head. And, and that is the point. It's not worth that. And therefore, it, because the thing is, what if you've got, like we have, we, we probably per capita have more third-level institutions than you have, right? So we've got, the, we've got the Institute of whatever in God knows where, and people go there. So they have to create uh, criteria uh, and degrees for people to fill the seats. So we're going to produce more media journalists. We have enough media journalists <laughs> going to university to, to do America, not alone Ireland. So where are, all these, where are all these kids going to get a job? Of course they're not going to get a job. 
So they were going to spend four years studying stuff. It's never going to give them a job. Well, the hilarious part is that you sh- it doesn't take a degree. You hang out with journalists, George Hook. So do I. You know, the Weekly Standard, the Washington Examiner, full of journalists. None of them need a college degree to do their job. In reality, all you have to do is be able to read and write and ask questions. I mean, this is something you could learn in a you know a six weeks correspondence program, but it's been turned into a college program because college professors and college administrators make money off of it, and that's the uh, center yeah. of uh, one of the centers of Absolutely. American power on the left. My question, but there's here's Here's the part that bugs me the most. It's one thing to say to some wealthy nitwit family that they're C student. That, that's the system. I don't know. A, B's and C's. Do you yeah, have yeah. We have them, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you take your mediocre, got hit too many times in the head playing football kid, and you send him off to get a degree in sports communications, and they have plenty of money and they can afford it. Big deal. The killer is for families like mine, who my mom and dad both worked, had no money. We were, you know, lower middle classes, putting it politely, and the huge pressure for them to take on debt to send me to college. Now, fortunately, I got some scholarship. I didn't have to do that, but the huge pressure, and I meet these families all the time where their kids owe more in debt than the family earns in an entire year on a diploma that the kid never even really cared that much about to begin with because he only went to college because mommy and daddy were too embarrassed to tell their friends at work or at church, my kid didn't go to college, he's in whatever, tech school, or he's working at the you know local warehouse or whatever. It was a vanity project from the beginning, and now these, these lives, they're not, they're not ruined, but it is a tremendous financial setback. All right. Now, speaking of finances, um, the, the uh, public sector workers are currently in negotiation with the government, and they basically said, tough luck, we want our pay increases, we want our job for life, and mm-hmm. we want our pension. You've been looking into public service pay and conditions because, of course, you have public servants in the, in the United States as well. What's your yep. take? Well, I'm looking at this piece from the Irish Independent from March 27th. Public sector workers get paid 40% more on average than their private sector counterparts. And what's interesting about this is that not only are your government workers doing great when they work, they get this massive retirement that is largely paid for by other people after they retire and make far more in retirement than their the private sector taxpayers who are covering it. And of course, many of those private sector people make nothing in retirement. They're like me. They have to save for their own retirement. You have to put money in a 401k or I don't know what you guys have, but you know, a savings account of some kind. And what's interesting to me, I thought this was so fascinating. The sign, a, a huge gulf between the private and public sector is usually the sign of a close to third world economy. It's the kind of thing when the government's a lot richer than the people. It's the kind of thing you see in Central America or in struggling states like Greece and Portugal. So congratulations, Ireland. You're on the Greece, Portugal. The government is here to govern you. Hand us over your money peons system. By the you see. There's an interesting thing happening, which makes the 2017 more uh, interesting than 1997 or 1987. In that, because of the demographics, there will be less people at work uh, for the number of people who won't be working. In other words, children and old people. So therefore, if you pay pensions that have no end... Uh, and will never go down, will only go up, uh, then 
bankruptcy follows for the actual country. And, I mean, you cannot buy, it would be impossible for us, you and me, to mm. buy a public service pension in the marketplace. We couldn't buy it. No, because it's ridiculous. No one's going to do a fixed benefit system with people living to be 90 and letting them retire at 62 and a half. That's just not going to happen. There's also this idiocy of your 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 uh, retirement is based on your last three years of work. Wait a minute. You work your way to the top. The notion that you're supposed to retire at the level that you are the most valuable is crazy. The system of do, using an average salary makes much more sense from just a basic fairness standpoint. The but point of retirement is not that you can live at the top. The point of the pension is you can, you know, your home will be paid for, your medicine will be paid for, you'll have your basic needs, and you won't have to wor mm -hmm. worry about living. Congratulations. And if you want to put some more money on top of that, that's on you. But we'll make sure that you're okay. Not we'll make sure that you're living based on the salary of the three years you were the most expensive to the taxpayers. But of course, you know, labor and the left and the unions hate that because they're about grabbing money. They're not about justice. But the, the thing now is in this country, and it probably the same in America, three out of four working people now have no provision for their retirement. Three out of four. That means that a staggering number of people 20, 30 years from now will have no income other than the state pension, which won't keep you. You can't live on the state pension. And then they'll look around and say, well, hey, I had to pay for everybody else. Why shouldn't somebody pay for me? Just like well, I had to pay for everyone else's college because no one pays for their own stuff. And I had to pay for everyone else's health care because no one pays their own stuff. Well, I'm retired now. Somebody take care of me. And that is the social contract that that most of the West is rewriting right now. A citizenry full of overgrown children who just expect someone's just going to take care of me. And they feel no duty at all to take care of themselves. And they feel no duty at all to the overall society, these government workers, to have a system where it's possible for their neighbors to pay for themselves and survive. They don't care if you live or not. They want your money. Sit down, shut up, pay up. What's the position in America, though? I mean, public servants are no different in America. They have they have jobs for life. They have yep. uh, gold-plated pension schemes. Do they not? Absolutely. The guy who oversaw our internal revenue service, you know, the tax collectors who had people targeted because they were not, they were anti-Obama and he sent people after them to chase them down based on politics. And we know he did. There's no dispute. We've got all the evidence. Obama even apologized for it. That guy still has his job overseeing the IRS. That's how America works. The average school teacher in the United States earns more money by herself with her part-time job. You're assuming they're females. Why is that? Because overwhelmingly, something like 90-something percent of American K-12 through teachers are females. She earns more by herself than the average family of the children that she uh, teaches combined. That, and then she will retire at 65 on a pension that's far bigger than anything the private sector will offer. And then she will whine that she's not getting enough of the taxpayer's money. And you should go get a second job so you can help pay for her so she doesn't have to pay her own pensions. But is there no um, reaction in America to that? Because I would have thought whatever about Ireland, which in these matters uh, is is very, you know, uh, what you would describe as socialist. So we're like Germany and France and all European countries are like this. I would have thought America, the last refuge of, of raging capitalism, <laughs> uh, would be opposed to that kind of... of uh, 
and income system. Alas, raging capitalism is not the ethos, right? More like maybe uh, meowing capitalist, where the capitalist kitten as opposed to the Celtic tiger, I'm sorry to say. And so, you know, unions have a lot of influence, particularly at the state level. They are very powerful in local elections. And they make sure that the uh, state legislators who oversee unions and could possibly do reform, that uh, they're on board. And uh, in Illinois, the state of Illinois is about to go bankrupt, but the unions don't care. And they've already had massive tax hikes. It still won't cover it because you'll never get enough money. I, I, you see, the ridiculous this interest. is interesting, I think, for people listening, okay? Because the suggestion is that public service pay could bankrupt the country. Now, you've got experience of it because I, I remember California went bankrupt and uh, Michigan, I think, is bankrupt and now Illinois. But it doesn't seem to make any difference. Things, how does it keep on going if it's bankrupt? Well, the the states haven't gone bankrupt. What's happened is that they've had these rescues at the last second. Illinois expecting a rescue, and I don't think they're going to get it, quite frankly. And we're going to see what happens then. New York City declared bankruptcy at one point. But, uh, you know, b because the federal revenue is so high compared to the states, what happens in the past is that the unions and liberals put enough pressure on the federal government to pour in enough money to patch over the problem to get them to the next crisis. But that's going to come to an end now. The United States federal government owes 20 trillion dollars just in straight up debt. We have a 70 trillion with a T deficit on our old age pension system, social security and Medicare. They're going broke. No one's even talking about fixing them. And so we're going to, we're going to govern from crisis to crisis. And I have no idea what's going to happen to people who rely on those programs when we hit a real crisis. The smart thing for the unions to do is cut a deal today that slows the growth of these pensions so they don't explode they just rise over time about the same rate as the overall economy but, okay. and then everyone can survive but they won't do it pigs get fed hogs get slaughtered and right. the unions are hogs finally is it true that the states that have experienced bankruptcy or near bankruptcy tend to be governed by democrats Oh, entirely. Absolutely. Illinois is a democratic bastion. It's the home of Barack Obama. It's the home of the daily machine. California, you know, overwhelmingly Democrat. Absolutely. That's that that that's there, there's definitely a, uh, a relationship there. Look at the cities with the highest crime. Almost every no, every city in the top 20 cities that are most dangerous in, of big cities are uh, governed by Democrats now that uh, New York has a Democratic mayor. It's just uh, it's just uh, the way things work. Democrats and socialists have wonderful ideas and horrifying realities. Conservatives' ideas sound scary, but the results are better for far more people. They're just terrible at the politics of explaining them. All right. Thank you so much for joining me, Michael Graham in Washington, D.C.